Welcome to another episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast, where we raise the bar in order to tone all things FPL related. First things first, folks, you're going to need to step away from whatever device you're listening to this true. Get yourself to a doctor, get yourself checked, because we are infected. We got green arrow fever two weeks in a row, back to back, green arrows for both of us. Speaking of infected, STD free from 2003, my podcast partner in crime. Seamus, how are you getting on, my friend? Those stats may not be fully up to date. Okay. By right the way. Just a warning. Warning. I haven't been tested since 2003. <laughs> so could be still the same. Joke's on you. <laughs> yeah, but I, got a, I got a dose of green arrows this weekend. You did? Yeah, you did? Yeah. So I'm happy with that. But then again, it's really hard to get a red arrow when you're solo down. How do you fucking give it a rest? Tell me about your... Just get straight into it. <laughs> I want to know what your week was like. Because, I mean, I'm pretty happy. I'm just coming off a wild card. So, the potential for, you know, severe lows and uh, and proper highs was was real this week. Do you yeah, know what kind of a bit of a... What was it? Um, dull game week? Yeah, Not it a, was. There wasn't... I didn't see many high scores. The high scores I think I've seen in many of the mini leagues... Uh, in our FPL Hangover podcast, mini league was seventy two. Yeah, what? Uh... So that kind of that kind of tells you the kind of high scores that are out there. So I got a score of fifty eight, and I was very happy with that. What was the average? Actually, sorry, I really cut across. The average is between fifty and fifty one. This is being recorded just after the Man United Arsenal game, and uh, according to LiveFPL.net, it's going to be somewhere between the around fifty one, and most people took a, a hit of approximately minus one on average. So the average will be about between 50 and 51 okay fair enough fair enough and you got 58 58 before tonight's game i was something i was making up like 12 points or so on the average um so now it's only going to be like uh seven or yeah eight points you can thank you can thank uh, mr abamian for that i'd say he rescued and supported a lot of people's game weeks uh so what did you see your overall rank come in, in at this week james uh it's now standing at approximately 1.68 million it was at 2.1 million, so I've shaved off a good half a million or so off the rank. It was set to be about 1.4. Obviously, uh, that was my overnight rank with this uh, Monday evening game then, so I'll drop back a small bit. But yeah, uh, I'll take 400, 500,000 places. Are you happy? You don't seem too happy. It's small steps. If I can keep doing this, then I will be happy because I'm getting closer and closer. But really want to make one large jump, jump up like a million places in, in a game week. Because... Where it stands right now, I'm still not end of game week seven. I'm still not where I was at the end of game week four. Yeah, you're you know? not where you want to be. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. I'm actually a bit happier, as I said. Wildcarded this week. Uh, didn't get a higher score than you, Seamus. I only got 56. But I did see a second green arrow. I jumped from, uh, I think I was 750k. Uh, no, I wasn't. I was in the 500s, and now I'm 432. Just remembered how I was supposed to remember that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I was uh, I dropped about a hundred k this week, up to four three two inside the top half mil. As I said, you know, it's just it's momentum. That's what I wanted uh, to do with my wildcard was to keep it going. Now, the whole week as a whole, I think kind of you know by itself was a pretty interesting one. A lot of captain blanks this week. Yeah. Uh, a lot of kind of there was a there was a variety of captain choices out there. You had the likes of Salah. You had. 
uh, anyone from Chelsea, Abraham Mount, I thought were two valid picks. City options. City options. Every week you're going to have Liverpool City. But yeah, you also had the likes of your Abrahams. You had Kane, uh, Son. You know, you had Spurs with a lovely fixture as yeah, well. Yeah, a lot of Spurs uh, love out there. So there was a chance. And I love those weeks because that really kind of can put a fucking cat amongst the pigeons. Yeah, I couldn't determine whether I was love those weeks or hate those weeks. Mm. Because looking at it at the start of this week, I was like, I can't tell what the best option is here. Um, even when we did our picks last week um, in the hot balls shots. to the wall, yeah, uh, our hot shots pick, uh, I was looking at it. I went with Vardy in the end, if you remember. It was one of my picks. So you know me, I don't remember shit. We'll get, we'll get <laughs> to those picks in a while, but um, yeah, Leicester had a nice fixture as well. And uh, as a lot of people out there captaining Tammy Abraham after his recent fine form, that didn't work out. I was torn I was never really too interested in Salah yeah then I was you gotta question yourself am I overlooking this in the end I would captain Sterling and I saw you actually captained him too yeah I did uh, but really the main, the other choice I was going to go with was Kevin De Bruyne and actually Kevin De Bruyne outscored him by a couple of points he well just a one I think wasn't it seven? no he got the bonus points oh, so it was okay. nine to seven nine but to seven. I mean not, there's not that much you're two points out so can't complain. Yeah, you wouldn't be complaining if you had the two of them in your team. Like, whatever, I, I picked one of the right two. But, like, going into that, they didn't kick off until half five. And Liverpool having the early kickoff. Uh, so you had all the Salah captains out of the way really early. Then you had Spurs play the tree. You had all the Suns and the Canes. I mean, Kane didn't have, a, you know, too bad a week. But he didn't fucking smash anything. No one, neither of them smashed anything. And no one from Chelsea fucking, you know, broke any barriers either, at least... Unless you're talking with Jorginho, but uh, but no, yeah, do you know what I mean? So I coming into I'm the city game, I'm guessing he fell over a barrier or something. No, he scored a penalty. Oh, so yeah, which uh, for me stood out because you know I was chatting to one of the lads and he was asking, you know, blah blah blah. That's what I'm thinking of doing, and I looked at his team and I saw Jorginho and I was like, you know what? I think yeah, he needs to he needs to go. You know, I mean, I don't really, I'm not a fan of five million players that you're going to put on the bench and aren't really. You know, either an attacking option or a defending option. Yeah. Uh, so my advice was, oh, fucking definitely upgrade the fuck out of Jorginho at some stage. And uh, did they listen to your advice? You know, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I must double check that. But uh, hopefully not too much. And actually, no, we, I do know. We may have lost a no, you if you did. <laughs> I do know, and I think the fucking poxy bastards actually getting Jorginho off the bench because Fraser didn't play. Because I did look back on this. Uh, Fraser didn't play, and uh, someone else didn't play. And Jorginho, who was second sub, is coming off the bench with eleven points for him. Nice. So that's you know at least uh, at least he doesn't listen to me. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, he might have taken me with a pinch of salt, and uh, he may. Listen to you less, he, you know, may put him back on his starting team soon because they've got lovely fixtures, Chelsea. They do, but does that mean that you would look at the likes of Jorginho or am I completely off? To, off no, 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 yeah. no. But I mean, if uh, it depends on your team, I mean, if I had Jorginho on my team and with their fixture run, I'd be prioritizing other players to get rid of, probably, well, unless my he, team is set. Is he on penalties now? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I think he's always on penalties. I think okay. Barkley's only the penalty taker when uh, Jorginho's not on the pitch. Oh, fair enough. I think uh, he was last year too, I believe. But then again, it was when when Hazard. Maybe it was only when Hazard wasn't on the pitch. I can't remember. Never. I wasn't too sure. But if he's had penalties, I suppose it does uh, offer offer up some kind of uh, alternative, like something like Milievic. You know, that kind of has another avenue. Um, he does a kind of little hop, skip, and a jump as he takes penalties. But he's really good at him. He doesn't really miss. Well, he didn't miss this weekend. Then he uh, he definitely got the the biggest haul out of that uh, Chelsea Brighton match and. It was a bit of a letdown, I think, in terms of FPL returns. Like for the likes of Abraham Mount, they would let their owners down, I think. Yeah, I should preface this by saying I missed all the football until today's games, uh, today's game, yep. Monday evening game. 
Uh, I was away at a family wedding all weekend, so I was just kind of checking. I was I was actually in like church uh, during the actual wedding ceremony when the Liverpool game was on. So first thing I did when I came out was what's the score in that Liverpool game? Yeah. And I just thought it was one nil. We nailed them. I was like, okay, hold on, hold on. And that brings me to my highlight of the week, actually, which was the double Liverpool defence clean sheet. Oh, brilliant. Well, I mean, that brings us perfectly into the highlights and lowlights. Yeah, double defensive clean sheet for Liverpool. Yeah, that's a pretty fair highlight. I mean, what's that, two now? Uh, yeah, that's their second. Now. Bonus points for Van Dijk, two bonus points. So 14 points from two players in a week like this. That's that's good. I mean, a lot of people are coming off that double Liverpool defence. So it did feel like a nice little differential. Especially Van Dijk, you know, because uh, yeah. anyone coming off of um, like Well, the majority of people that I've seen with one Liverpool player now, or defender, it seems to be uh, it seems to be like one Robertson or, or Arnold. And yeah. it's most likely Arnold. And that was my main choice this week. Was, was I going to get rid of Van Dijk to get in Abraham? Yeah. So that could have easily happened. I would have went from Van Dijk to Rico and then used that money to upgrade Wickham to Abraham okay so I didn't do that and that would have resulted in net two points instead what I did was I kept Van Dyke, who got eight points mm-hmm. and I transferred out uh, what's his face Dendaki yeah. before he went down in price before he went down in price and I got in Mount who got six so I got 12 points instead of two so I improved my score by 10 points well you actually mentioned my highlight there and that's the knocker going down in price because uh, I did my wildcard at the end of the last game week and so I was happy to you know kind of little things like that like who can I get off of and save that point one? Mm-hmm. and I saw Dundonker was dropping and I actually text you against all my instincts I texted you during the week just to let yeah. you know because I knew you were thinking of it and I was like heads up Dundonker's about to go down that didn't fucking happen for three or four days and I was like what bullshit size am I looking at this information at uh, either way he did eventually go down I think it was Saturday morning or something like that and I just was like finally I was like great yeah. I saved myself point one. if I want to go back from Cantwell to Dundalker now I get a, a cool point five mil you know yeah that these, these are like so symbiotic is that the right word here but this is leading perfectly into my low light of the week which was Barnes price drop Okay. And uh, and his blank. So that's whatever. That's like four blanks in a row now. Yeah, Barnes trains, man. Derailed. Yeah, his third blank for me. And it's leaving me wondering, you know what? He's in around the same price as Abraham. Should I be looking to move him on for Abraham? I don't know. Um, yeah, so that's kind of his blank, but more so his price drop. Because I got on him late, so I'm actually down money. Some people might have got him at 5.5. Yeah. Got a bit of a price rise, and now he's like, oh, he's going back down, but they're still not out of pocket. I bought him for 5.7 and he's now 5.6. His blank probably means there's a good chance he'll go down again this week. Yeah. So he could be I could be down 0.2 on the deal on this guy and he's done nothing for me. So I'm a bit that that was definitely my low light of the week cuz I thought they had a really good chance and Wood scored again, which is kind of sickening cuz I could have easily just got Wood a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, well I mean, uh I think a lot of people will feel the same. I think we both jumped on the Barnes train at the same time. We got on that fucking uh, that bad boy without a ticket, and we've been successfully dodging goals and conductors that might be looking for us. So I'm with you there, man. I can completely understand why that would be <laughs> a low point for the week. Uh, fair enough in terms of Wood. I think Wood has got what three goals in two games now. Yeah. I was talking again, talking to herself, and I was explaining. How there's a lot of players right now from where I'm standing that seem to be in a very, you know, a very significant position to cover another player. 
Yeah. And when I talk about with the likes of Barnes and Wood, I think, look, both of these lads are starting. They've both started every game so far this season. Mm-hmm. They're both playing for Burnley, who are going to score, what, like one, two goals in a, in a decent match. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In a match where you fancy them to score, they're going to get maybe one, two. You can't see them scoring too many routes. So I reckon throughout the season, Wood and Barnes are pretty much going to cover each other. They'll both end up between 10 and 14 goals this year. Yeah. And they'll go on, one will go on a spell. The other will go on a spell. So that seems to be what's happening now. Barnes started off strongly the first few games. Now it's Wood. But you're seeing, swing back. You're seeing that like with the likes of Mane Salah. I think uh, King, and Wilson. King and Wilson. Aguero Sterling. You know, there's a lot of positions that you can go, you know what, I'm going to kind of take this approach. And unfortunately, from where I'm standing, it seems like in the long run, they're probably going to balance out. Yeah. Which yeah, is a little frustrating, do you think? Yeah, it, it is in a way because, as I said, um, I've gone for Wood. Or I mean, I've gone for Barnes when I could have gone for Wood. And I did consider Wood at the time after the first few games. Like, is he, like he's going to get goals. Should I just go for him? Yeah. Take the chance. But the stats were all pointing towards Barnes. So I had to go, you know what? If he's getting all these shots off, if he's kind of creating these kind of chances, he did well again this week. Um created a chance uh, for I can't remember who it was but that person missed yeah and he could have had a penalty last week he's just been a bit unlucky but these are the things that are reflect, reflected in the stats and that's uh, the thing you know as soon as you get rid of uh, Barnes he'll score and yeah. especially if you swap him for Wood yeah um, I am considering doing some major surgery to my team in fact I haven't ruled out a wild card and if I am going to do a wild card I may pull the trigger tonight so I'll be straight with you, Seamus. I'm not happy. I'm not happy that you might do a wild card after we've recorded the show. Yeah, I well, I've got a little team here that I was looking at the last day, and this is what I was doing immediately while you were prepping this. Uh, this putting on my makeup. Yeah, while well, you're prepping the pod yeah. here, um, I was looking at the sort of team I could end up with See, if I wanted a wild card. Fair enough. Uh, before you get onto your wild card, while you pull that shit up, I do want to go through my low light of the week. Oh yes, of course, yeah, and. Uh, that is the fact that you still have a wildcard chip? No, uh, it's not. <laughs> it is, in fact, another pest. And that's uh, Doc Ars himself, John McGinn. Uh, <laughs> fucking gets another goal this week. I'm watching that match. I need match. one ruled off. Oh, I need one ruled off. That was the thing. Is like I knew watching the match. Uh, or I wasn't watching it. <laughs> but I was very keenly Best watching the score. Best transfer you've made this season. Followed fucking, by the worst. But you see, it's not... The worst thing is that it's bittersweet because I would have done what I was doing anyway. Dropping down to Cantwell to make that money to win my wildcard is, you know, what the plan was. My fifth midfielder was going to be Cantwell uh, and the four strong fucking Mount, Sterling, Salah, KDB. That was my plan because mm-hmm. I couldn't just, I couldn't get the money from again unless I sacrificed like a city defender. Do you know that kind of way? Mm-hmm. So uh, when, when I got him out even though it was a week premature I was kind of going I still feel like I made the right decision in the big picture but for him to stick it to me two weeks in a row and seeing that goal ruled off because on live score you know they just pop up straight away yeah. and I was like 1-0 don't be McGinn oh, of course it's fucking McGinn and then 10 minutes later I look at the scores again Correction. and it's still nil nil or something and I'm like going what? oh fucking sweet and then they do score pretty much soon after and this time it's not McGinn delighted uh, but a little to premature to see that last goal go in yeah. yeah that was a real sickness this week and uh, yeah something that's stuck in my grow. I just wanted to get it out in the podcast but yeah look. that was something I definitely when I saw it at the time go ooh Jer's not gonna like that and I actually didn't even think that this would be your I couldn't think of what your low light would be 
and now it feels a bit obvious that yeah that should have been it <laughs> yeah it is and I was a bit I'm a bit petty with it but look that's what highlights and lowlights were for and before we get on to a wildcard I took a kind of the piss with the my highlight of the week being Dan Dunker's dropping my like if I was to be serious for it it would probably be the fact that I got REA out as my last transfer on Friday night uh, before I you know made my teams I uh, set my team for the for the game week and that was uh, yeah I just knew I was I was nearly blinded I was like going you know this guy looks like he's on the edge and then I listened to a couple of uh, different FPL pods out there and a lot of Spurs fans were kind of saying like don't trust Spurs fullbacks blah 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 and I was going these lads kind of know what the fuck they're talking about and you know what in the end like what I'm thinking is my plan B involves Aurea leaving so maybe I'll just do yeah exactly so I did that on the Friday and then you know of course seeing him get sent off in the first half on the Saturday with several people across different mini leagues uh, you know having REA uh, yeah for a minus two I was very happy with that yeah that was uh, one I heard once I heard that once all the kickoff uh, sorry once the three o'clock games had finished and I looked at you know who had done what pull up live score pull up livefpl.net and checking out all these things and I saw Ari had been sent off. I was like, what did Jer? Because you yeah. were talking about him a lot last week. Yeah. And I was like, did Jer actually go with him? And checked your team. I was like, damn it. And so he didn't end up set- setting on him. And yeah, that was a good choice. And uh, the other good choice he made was sticking with Wilson all this time. That's a big one. Like, I mean, like I'm actually surprised uh, we're still having this conversation. What are we, seven pods into the season? Because he keeps fucking scoring. Oh, it's absolutely insane. One uh, goal too. He well, I mean, he was a big reason like that. I'm feeling chuffed, like not chuffed, but like super okay with this week is because big decision I had this week was do I get rid of Wilson? Do I finally go? You know, like not cut my losses. I haven't made any fucking losses. I'm super happy. But he was about to rise in price. You know, he dropped seven point eight. He's now seven point nine. So I was like, I want to get that fucking point one back. And I think uh, home match against who was he playing again? Yeah, I think he's playing. He was playing West Ham or something. Two-two. Wilson gets another goal. That's every single game week this season. He has returned attacking points. And the weirdest thing is how fluky they are. Do you know? Like you had all fantasy yeah. assists for the first three game weeks. Winning a free kick, which you know, uh, what's his face on Wilson, the right side? Wilson, Wilson, Harry <laughs> Wilson sticks top corner against Ederson. Yeah, things like that. Uh, rebounds. You know. Yeah. See, seeing him going back up that point one though I feel pretty happy with because I mean I actually you know looking at Wilson went back and looked at when you transferred him out because I was going I need to have a, now look at this and I was like oh this is when he did his Kane kerfuffle do you know I was like okay this was the Kane move and it's hard to tell whether you would have kept Wilson and maybe you know I don't know do you know because I, I think really what you did was hold on to that double Liverpool defence which all in all, I don't know how much of a points difference there is between maybe Wilson and having that extra Liverpool clean sheet for at least... I think, had I not gone for Kane that week anyway, I was getting rid of Wilson to get in KDB. Ah. But I missed the KDB haul that week by not getting him in. I think uh, KDB scored like 13 points that week or something. I think he did, yeah. So I, missed, I definitely missed out on some points, but it looks like Wilson would have gone out anyway, but... Yeah, I'm kind of looking at that now as uh, somebody to maybe get in. Or well, yeah, that brings us back to your fucking wildcard. I mean, like you've got, you've got definitely a big, giant weapon in your arsenal right now. Uh, in terms of the rivalry between you and me, like I've used my wildcard, I've shot mm. my wad. Uh, I'm out now until after Christmas, and uh, I'm not feeling too bad about it. But it must be kind of burning a hole in your pocket. It is a small bit, and I did consider using it last week, but I definitely want to play my wildcard at the same time you were playing yours and okay. watch us end up having the same team again. 
The other thing was, I felt my team last week was pretty well set. Mm. You know, I had um, Triple City. You know, I had my Salah. You know, the midfield that you were moving towards. Triple City, Triple I Liverpool. Had, yeah, the, the midfield you were moving towards, I have without, you know, with just my two transfers last week. I still have double Liverpool defence. I still had, like, uh, Zinchenko, Man City defender. Uh, I had Soyuncu. Mm-hmm. So we actually still have very similar teams after doing that. But... Uh, I checked my team value, taking out all my players. Like so, my team value is like a hundred and one million or something like that. One hundred one point one, one hundred one point two. Okay. But the real value of your team, when you take out every player and yeah. see how much money you've left in your bank, that's under a hundred million for me right now. It's like ninety nine point nine million. You're down. So yeah, I'm getting on. It's because all these price rises are so volatile. People are going up early in the week. So I'm getting onto the likes of Barnes when he's six point seven. You know, instead of getting on him at 6.5, buying him on a Monday or something like that. Yeah. Um, people are getting in Tammy Abram. Like, when I buy in Tammy Abram, if I ever have, ever do it, he's already gone, gone up like yeah. 0.4, 0.5 million. Got onto Pookie kind of late, same thing. Do you think um, you're doing transfers too slow or? Yeah, I'm not doing them straight away. And that's because, you know, I'm waiting sensibly until you know, people have played all their Champions League games. Yeah. Until, you know, EFL Cup games have been finished. But other people aren't doing that and they're kind of benefiting from it. And, yeah, they've got an extra 0.5, you know, actual spending power as a result. So that's a bit of a shame. And a that's the only, Yeah, that's the only reason why I was thinking, you know, like, uh, look, this is kind of a wild card I'm kind of looking at right now. I'll show you the team I'm looking at. It involves getting getting rid of Salah for yeah. the next few weeks while their fixtures turn. See, I heard that through the grapevine that you were looking at getting rid of Salah. And I found that to be intriguing. And I mean, it kind of plays into what well, you're pulling that up there. It kind of plays into something that you, I wouldn't say criticized, but you definitely passed an observation uh, on my wildcard last week after we finished recording. And you said, uh, you know what? Like, I don't see how you're changing your team enough for you to justify a wildcard in and in and about yeah. that. And, you know, that stuck in my head this week uh, quite a bit in terms of players I was looking at. And are you right? Like, should I be, you know, wholesale changing this fucking shit? Uh, and I decided, no, I think, you know, I need to, like, the whole point of this was for me to take that money out of my defense in one long go, in one big, you know, one solid go, as opposed to drip, drip feeding it which I'd been doing since the start of the season which was kind of irritating me a little bit and it meant that if anything popped up in the middle I'm my whole plan's ruined I'm taking minus fours I'd already taken a minus four this season yeah. and that's what kind of you know made me think about long and hard about it so with that in mind like is there you know you're talking about getting rid of Salah is there much of a, a structure shift in your team yeah a huge a huge one obviously as I'm saying I'm taking out Salah I'm also taking out Van Dyke. Okay. And I'm reducing the money in my defense. So the reason I'm thinking this could be a good week now, and this is uh, a question I've been considering, is this a good time to do it? Obviously, there's an international break coming up. Do I want to wildcard and then find out two or three of my players get injured on the international break? Yeah. And I'm left, you know, with my dick in my hand going like, you know, what do I do now? I have no wildcard to salvage this. Yeah. So I don't like... Liverpool's upcoming fixtures. That being said, Liverpool could easily win all of those. So Liverpool's upcoming fixtures for those listening are Leicester, Man Man United, Leicester, Man United, Spurs, Villa and Man City. So they're playing Man United, Spurs and City in the next five. Yeah. Now, away to Man 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that's catching yeah. us. In the game week nine fixture away to Man United at Old Trafford, that's not necessarily a hard fixture for this Liverpool team when you look at the state of this United team. I agree. That could end up being Ole's like last game in charge if you know results are like if that's a paddling, let's yeah. say. Um They have a United have a nice away fixture against Newcastle this week to pick up three points. United are terrible away from home though. I would not put any money on them winning that game let's, I could see that being a, like a one-all draw or a nil-all draw I don't know let's quickly move back to your wild let's go back to, I don't want to dwell yeah, on let's go back to Liverpool um, so a home game you're going oh a home game it's like a kind of blue-grey on the, the ticker here on Fancy Football Scout against Leicester Leicester are one of the most informed teams in the league at the moment they're third in the league I believe and you know they've got like players like Jamie Vardy who are scoring goals Liverpool are conceding goals they're a team um, that also lost to many United Yes, that's true. But uh, I do feel like after watching them, I know I know it was like against 10-man Newcastle, but I do feel like they are the one team who can actually threaten that top six this season. I feel like they're the one team who could break in and finish above Arsenal and above Man United to sneak into a Champions League place. I agree with you in the sense that I think uh, if you were to use the term, and I use it loosely, but like best of the rest, um, I think Leicester are sitting comfortably on top of that pile for me right now. Um, in terms of quality and what I've seen for them, mainly through the eye test, you know, like because like scores wise, FPL wise, Leicester aren't blowing you away. Do you know what I mean? No, no, um, no, no, not really. Unless you're looking at the likes of Verdi. But I mean, just looking at the eye test and Leicester had, you know, they've had some pretty fucking tough matches. Uh, they look pretty decent. I agree with you. My only thing is, as I said, they lost one nil away to United. Um, they didn't really look too much like troubling United's goals or well, their goal. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not too worried about the Liverpool-Leicester match. That's the one game I'm not too worried about myself out of their next upcoming fixtures. Yeah. I mean, obviously, excluding game week 11. Yeah, but yeah. I actually think that this is a harder fixture than a way to United Old Trafford in game week 9. Personally. Yeah. Fair enough. We well, so- could argue that. I don't want to spend too much time arguing with that. The reason I'm thinking of doing this this week is not so much because Salah's fixtures, because I definitely still think him or Mane could uh, score a couple of goals against Leicester. Yeah. Uh, I just think Leicester are built to play on the counter-attack. Liverpool, we know at Anfield, will attack them. Yeah. So if they end up a goal behind, or you know, this could play into Leicester's hands a lot more, game-wise. So, and we could see how Liverpool struggled to break down Sheffield United this week as well. So, yeah. you know, Liverpool aren't firing all cylinders. I don't know about you, but I have been completely convinced by Salah this season. I think a way to Sheffield United is going to be... Always going to be a bit, of a, a bit be a bit of a sticky match uh, for for a top team. You know what I mean? Because you know yourself, promoted teams raise their fucking game uh, yeah. when they're playing, and Sheffield are tight at home. I think uh, you know, as you said, I don't want to get bogged down this too much. I completely know uh, where you're coming from in terms of jumping off of Salah right now. It's something that is a bit of a hot topic in terms of uh, you know the FPL community and what they're talking about. You know, Salah has been somewhat out of form. I've seen people talking about him being tremendously out of form I don't agree with that uh, no I, I wouldn't think, agree with that uh, yeah I think but he's, he's not matching his high standards he's previously set well I saw an interesting uh, tweet today by Adam Hopcroft and he broke down I don't know if you saw it but he broke down like uh, Salah, Sterling, Kane Aubameyang and uh, Aguero uh, this year versus last year and their XG, XA all of that stuff and he compared the two of them Salah's not doing that much worse than this time uh, than last year I wasn't completely convinced with Salah last year either. And that's, that's why I went off him just before and he got a rake of points. And what happened? Yeah, yeah exactly. but th- a lot of those points were penalties. And a lot of those were fluky penalties that I don't think would be given this year through VAR. Fair enough. Last year, you felt pretty strongly that coming off Salah, Salah was a massive mistake. 
No, I said I had to go back to him. I said actually, I. <laughs> That's what I mean. I actually. You were fine points wise. You didn't I, actually lose. I was all. in. You covered it. Yeah, I was actually apart from the first week where he, um, I had him when he scored against that hat trick against Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I took him out I shortly after. Yeah, I didn't have him captain. That's yeah. the thing. I had <laughs> Remember him, that one. <laughs> but uh, I think the four weeks I didn't have him, I actually improved my team. Yeah. I, I was getting green arrows while I didn't have him in my team. So I was using that money elsewhere. And I think the logical place to take that money is put it into Aubameyang. Um, now, this is going to result in a complete tactical shift away from like what I'd been planning all preseason and what I was saying about not going with premium strikers. But I'm kind of thinking I need to zag here yeah. and go against my own conservative. I'm kind of a conservative player. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going with a midfield of Kevin De Bruyne, Sterling, Salah, Cantwell and Mount, which is what I have at the moment, is super conservative. You know, I don't think it's going to be, you're only going to be tipping away slowly. And I'm trying to think, is that the best approach or should I go, you know, all out attack? And this is the team I would end up with. OK, it would be basically swapping. Keeping that same midfield, but swapping Salah okay. for Yarmolenko. Oh, totally. Yeah. Downgrade Van Dyke to Tomori. Mm-hmm. I could fix my Zinchenko problem and just get in Adamendi. And then change my three forwards and I could have Wilson, Abraham and Aubameyang. Yeah, so basically you're going, I don't want any Liverpool attack. And I'm cutting my Liverpool defensive options in half. But I'm adding a bamming. Look, I mean, look, that's that is a structure switch. I'll yeah, give you that. Coming back. <laughs> I'm just running that for the next five game weeks, and uh, then I can start looking at getting a Liverpool player back from game week 13 onwards. And also, the good thing about doing it this time is the Champions League is now back in action, and there's international breaks and stuff like that as well. So this is the time I think that teams not maybe not get rested. I don't think Salah is uh, like at risk of getting rested or Mane or anyone like that for that matter, unless they're injured. But I do think, you know, they could be... When I have seen when I saw Salah there, I can't remember what game was it, when they had played Chelsea in the European Super Cup mm-hmm. midweek. Now, I know they ended up playing 120 minutes that game because it went to penalties. But when they played the next Premier League game, they looked really flat. Okay. And I think there might be something to be said that they could be a bit flatter or conserve their energy if they go take the lead against the team in the Premier League immediately after um, a Champions League game. Okay. So I don't think they're going to be winning too many games 3-4-5-0 in the next few weeks. And I'm kind of thinking maybe I should take a chance on that, back my instincts and go, you know what, I still think City will do that. So City are the kind of team to prioritise. Keep. It's oh, so I- weird, and I'm not disagreeing with you here. It's more of a devil's advocate thing, but it's weird that you say City are the team to prioritise when Liverpool are undefeated in the Premier League and are 100%, uh, True. you know, top of the table, all the points. Uh, like, that's, I mean, I said, I'm not, it's just something here and now I'm going, like, City are team to prioritise. Now, maybe this is that FPL, real-world, planet-colliding kind of shit right there. It's like, yeah, Liverpool are the team to beat. FPL-wise, Man City are the team that are getting points. So that kind of, uh, yeah, and I agree, but I just think, you know, there's forwards that are doing the business you know I, and I don't even have to have Callum Wilson in, in that team there you that have I have King if you ask I me. could have King yeah. um, it would also allow me to just do a few things like get in um, what's his name Trent instead of Robertson um, or I could just stick with Robertson if I want but I it would be an ideal time to go I just fix that fix that Sinchenko problem which is a problem that's about to happen he's already lost you know, um, mm. a game there last time. He's probably going to lose another game sometime soon. Adam I think Mendy him and Mendy are going to be pretty much fighting for their place now throughout the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, I think Adam Mendy has to come in as a Man City defender. He doesn't. If you want to go out with Man City, 
go without Man City defenders, fair enough. But if you want a Man City defender, I think it has to be Mendy. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Again, I was hearing Mendy. I was like, what are you fucking talking no, about? No, Mendy. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, yeah, Mendy is... Uh, is the one, and it's actually a bit hypocritical of me to say that because one of my pain points this week was getting Ederson out for Adamendi because Adamendi returned a whopping one point, and Ederson actually picked up four, considering. But did uh, he? Yeah, he did. He got a couple of save points and a BP. I think he did make a lot of saves when I, I was watching match today. Made some really good saves. Yeah. So. Yeah, so he got four, and it was like one of those. I actually, before we recorded, I really wanted to do a quick what my last week's team would have got over what this week's team would have got but I definitely got way too high for that so I was like not doing that this evening your team's uh, practically the same so it would have been fair enough fair <laughs> enough and I like the your structure to switch what I will say in, in slight defence of my own team is that I have options plan B and plan C to fall back upon because I'm very much aware that keeping Callum Wilson in my team uh, and having five playing defenders which I don't really need to do um, I have like Lundstrom was my cheapest defender he's now worth me 4.2 mm-hmm. like I can knock down someone else to a non-playing defender and still have four playing defenders pretty comfortable I wanted to see, take uh, take a bit of time with Tamori and see if he really is nailed on I think four matches uh, four starts in a row two clean sheets in a row I'm pretty comfortable with Tamori you know as he's a defender definitely had a Zuma so the question is who drops out once Rudiger comes back and when does Rudiger come back yeah so I think he's Okay, he's fine for the next game. The question could be, the reason I went with Sionchu instead of Tomori is I was worried that maybe after the next international break, yeah. after game week eight, that maybe Rudiger could be ready to, and that could cost Tomori minutes. But I kind of have a slight suspicion that Frank kind of prefers him to Christensen. Well, I think Tomori fits that bill of young Chelsea uh, players uh, coming up and making a name for themselves this season, mm. uh, along with the likes of Mount and, and Abraham that we've you know we mentioned every week. So I think he fits that bill, and I'm with you. Uh, the reason I talk about Plan B and Plan C is because I see a lot of teams in uh, in the community, and they you know I wouldn't say there's a template forming forming because there's always a template, but there's a lot of teams that are going. Yeah, people are kind of putting themselves in that. Like if you haven't gone with the strong strike force that you're recommending for your wild card, is like I see a lot of kind of you know the Tammies, the Hollers, and the and the uh, Barnes, you know mm-hmm. the kind of or the Pookies, the Barnes, you know there's a, that small variation to cheap up front, and uh, my plan B is basically because I still have Wilson sitting in there with a seven point nine, is that I can just turn him into a Vardy with a slight change from maybe Sayunku down to a four point oh if I needed to, you know, a player not playing. Uh, again, I don't know if, if it would be Sayunku, but I can just take a little bit more money out of my defense and turn him into a Vardy, who was like in my actually screenshot of this week, just in case uh, you called my integrity into question, uh, who was one of my choices. Uh, I'm not disappointed because Wilson got some, but I was thinking maybe now Wilson is it's time to kind of, you know, tank, uh, what's it, take your fucking cash and run kind of thing. Uh, so, you know, you can get a Vardy in. Also, Knocking Abraham down to another non-playing striker and turning Wilson into a into a Aubameyang is another option. When you have that many cheap yeah, defenders, yeah, yeah. But what you got to do, what you got to do, so in your position then is something I told myself I was going to do a lot more of this season: roll a transfer when possible and have the double transfer, so yeah. you aren't taking hits. Because well, if you want to do some of those moves, that's going to be a two-move kind of little dance you got to do there if you like for example if you wanted oh for knock sure. down tammy and move wilson up to Aubameyang, for example yeah no for sure and i think 
I said it, I gave out to one of the lads in our mini league for making uh, minus four this week after playing his wildcard two weeks ago. If you're doing your wildcard, barring some ca- you know catastrophic injury like uh, Sterling breaks his leg kind of thing. Or red card like Aurier or something. Yeah, where it's like you're out for three games now. I know he's not, but you know what I mean? Like you're out for uh, a set amount of games. You shouldn't be making a transfer in your second week because there's no way you should be wildcarding, uh, not being happy with that team for a set period of time. And that's what I want to ask you is... Are you not happy with how your team looks for this week? Because there's a lot of people out there with that wild card still in their back pocket, and they're thinking the longer I hold on to this, the less uh, less value it is. Yeah, look, that's a brilliant question. Insofar as that's what ended up happening to me last season, I kept looking at my team, going, "I'm happy with how this team looks. The team looks fine. The team looks fine." But well, last season you were in the top fucking what 50k. At yeah, least. but even this season I'm kind of going. The team looks fine. It's not scoring the points, but it looks fine. It's kind of what it's. Most of the way towards what I want, but you know, the few fringe players I can get those adjusted. But maybe, like, what I should be doing more, I feel like I'm not doing this as much this season as I did last year, is looking towards not like the team, how it looks, and oh, yeah, it looks fine, but how I want it to look and taking advantage of upcoming fixture swings. Yeah, like I've got no Arsenal, I've just got one Leicester, Leicester defender for their upcoming fixture changes. Um, I've got one Chelsea player. I don't have Tammy Abraham. My forwards aren't blanking. In fact, that's a question we got from um, at FPL Chieftain this week. He said, how am I, addressed to me specifically, how am I going to address my, my strike force? <laughs> and you, you pointed out, I didn't double check it. I think he's got a very similar strike force. I, I that's why he's asking. asked <laughs> if that's why. Uh... I know he's got Tammy Abraham. So maybe well, he's looking at it going, you don't have Tammy Abraham, Seamus. What are you thinking of doing? Because I've got this very similar strike force to many, which is Pookie and Barnes. I mentioned earlier, Barnes has blanked four game weeks in a row now. Uh, three that I've had him. And Pookie is, uh, you know, he they don't look to be scoring too many goals, especially away from home. At home, they do. I'm thinking I could keep my team this week unchanged and wildcard next week. So that's what I was... It also leaves me two weeks to pick my team over the international break as well. And I can react to injuries and stuff like that. Yeah. Just did a quick uh, quick snapshot of the Chieftain's team there. And he has Wilson, Abraham and uh, Greenwood. So not pretty oh, similar to your team. Completely different to mine. I don't know if Wilson came in this week or if he had Wilson all the time. But uh, I mean... He's had him, I think. He's had him the whole time, I believe. But what was his question more specifically there, Seamus? What am I going to do to With address stri- my strikers? <laughs> but like, I so that was one of my answers there is I, I could wildcard. So I may wildcard, I may bring in, if I decide, okay, I still don't want to go to Aubameyang when I think his upcoming fixtures are just scream out for investment. Home to Bournemouth, away Sheffield United, home Palace, home Wolves. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, he is like a definite captain option for the next few weeks, yeah. Aubameyang. So if I use my wildcard, he could come in. Um, I also really, really like the look of getting Vardy in for these upcoming fixtures. Uh, Wilson looks good. So I could do that. Or I want to just cut across you there, Seamus, and offer my apologies to Chiefs. I feel like half my podcast these days uh, is apologize to people. But uh, no, he's had Wilson since the start. Yeah. So I just want to clarify that. No, he's been on. He's been one of the lucky Wilson owners. That was a complete shot at you. That was a diss, I believe, as the kids say, Seamus. Are we doing that How now? How are you going to address that strike force? <laughs> I told you, I'm my wildcard. <laughs> yeah. But I'm also thinking I might wait and roll the wildcard in game week nine. So it's, there's no... I'm going to look at it a bit more tonight. I don't think you're wildcard this week. I think uh, your team looks pretty decent for next it's week. It's 40% I won't 
Uh, it's forty percent. I will. Sixty percent. I won't. Yeah, it's it's actually a lot closer than you probably think. Because how I'm, do you know? Because if I'm going to do it, I got to do it tonight. Because I want to take advantage of some price rises. Well, my plan is to keep you here until at least one o'clock, <laughs> so that that's out the window. I think I may leave it till the international game week, though, because the only reason I really want to play this week is to get in uh, Aubameyang. But I think that keeping Hazard or sorry, keeping Salah for that game against Leicester uh, might be a bad idea. I agree. And the I thing is, if then, sorry again, I feel like yeah. I'm cutting across your loads, but if he scores against Leicester, if he bags a brace, you're going to be gone. Oh, can I get this guy? See, that's what happened <laughs> last year. When I came off him last year, I was like, oh, they got some tough fixtures there, but they were like fixtures like against Man United and stuff like that. And I took him out a small bit early, like a week early. So yeah. I'm like, do I really want to take him out a week early again? Maybe I just wait until I think the fixtures are bad if I want to do it. And maybe I don't want a Bamiyang. So maybe I don't need to get rid of Salah. Maybe I just take the money out of the fence. And, you know, then I can upgrade Barnes next week to the likes of Abraham. Maybe well, I roll my transfer this week. My two strikers, Ab- um, Barnes and Pookie, both have home fixtures. They're both really good. At, like, Bernie are really good at home. Yeah. Norwich can only score at Would home. Would you be getting rid of Pookie this week if you were it? I may. See, that's a big one. I know that's something that we're going to delve into a little bit later on. But uh, a home match against Aston Villa, that's pretty sweet. But just going back to you mentioned getting Aubameyang in, I do want to draw attention to this little stat. And you know me, Seamus, not much of a stat guy. But Wilson is delivered in every single game week match. That's the second time you've mentioned this, yeah. this pod. Can we get over the Wilson no, loving? Can guess, we talk about Josh King or something? Guess who else has delivered in every single game week this season? Surely Aubameyang? Aubameyang. Yeah. Every other game week this season. Uh, something else I mentioned uh, to that guy that I berated for making a ballsy team. And, uh, yeah, oh, I gave him some fucking dog's abuse. Absolute dog's abuse. Because uh, he did minus four this week for two defenders out. Dina out, uh, Zinchenko out, Otamendi in, someone else in, Soyuncu in. And I was like, you went minus four for that? Why didn't you just go Zinchenko to Otamendi and shut your mouth? Do you know what I mean? And he goes, yeah, because I, I forgot about that and I made the transfer first. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I hit the fucking... Never mind. We're getting We're getting sidetracked. And I think... It's interesting that we haven't touched on a single match from this week's uh, game, you know, game week. But I feel that if you listen to this podcast and you don't know how the matches went, then you got some, you know, bigger problems than this podcast is going to fix, buddy. Uh, and with that, Seamus, it's drunk tank time. All right. So this week in the drunk tank, we have a few questions. I mentioned that. FPL Chieftain asked us a question already about how that strike force is going to be addressed. Uh, he has a second part to that question. He's asking, are there sides like Watford, Brighton and Newcastle that look like no-hopers and that you can expect players to bang against? So he's not just dissing you. He's dissing the entire... Uh, I was throwing shade on half <laughs> the league shade here. Everyone, Whatever it. about uh, Watford and Newcastle, which I think I can agree on, he's also throwing Brighton under the bus here. Yeah, now, I know you're a big Brighton fan, but you've been backing them a lot this season. I don't know why. I don't know why. And the thing is, as I have this weird uh, c- connection, this magnetic attraction to Brighton for some, I think it's because they have a seagull on their uh, logo. Oh, you're a big fan of seagulls. I'm not a massive fan of seagulls, no, but I do like the idea of being able to fly. Yeah, and I'm just going. Do you know what, Brighton? Right now, you're flying. You're flying like a seagull. Aren't they in the bottom half? 
They're in the Premiership, man. Exactly. What are you talking right, about? Right, right. Go on. Either way, how many people support Brighton in the fucking uh, FBI community? That's crazy. It seems like everyone supports Every them. motherfucker <laughs> supports Brighton. I'm listing out. I'm just going to Brighton's Breach. Yeah, I'm not. I oh, uh, didn't want to start naming them. But. John D from the FBI. Scout as, as all these guys are all Brighton fans. Get a life. <laughs> I don't know. There's obviously a lot of uh, FPL content creators out there. Uh, There's obviously south, not much to do down by Brighton other than play FPL. There's loads to do now. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure about Brighton. They, they're a team I'm still trying to get a handle on. But uh, Watford, Newcastle, I can agree. Yeah, I would target players who are coming up facing those guys. Uh, to get in their strikers or midfielders for. So his question is like, do you just look for easy pickings? Is it? Yeah, I mean, he's he's calling these teams no-hopers and you'd expect players to bang against. That's how you traditionally play the game. I mean, seasons past, yeah. it was like, okay, who are Derby? who's playing Derby this week? Who's playing Sunderland? That was a very specific season. Yeah. <laughs> the Derby. But the, we yeah. can all recall those seasons. Who are Sunderland playing? You know, yeah. teams like that. Uh, last year, who's playing uh, Fulham and uh, Huddersfield? And Still a good like question, that. though. Still a great question. Like, yeah. I mean, they are the teams. Like, if you're... If you're looking at a team and you're trying to get in there early uh, ahead of, you know, players that everyone's already talking about, you know, kind of uh, identifying teams that are playing a lot of early or promoted, not promoted, but teams likely to be relegated. Uh, that's a fucking solid way. And, you know, if you look at them individually, I think Watford. Yeah, I think they're like, they're going to be conceding goals. They're going to try. They're still trying to fix themselves. They've no battle in them at the moment. Try Dini's out. You know, he'd kind of try and rally the troops or mm-hmm. something or something in the changing room. But um, yeah, new manager coming in, new old manager, we should say. No and old manager. Yeah, he hasn't really changed much so far. Um, if anything, I, I think he reverted back to the formation that uh, Garcia was playing before yeah. he left. I'm not going to get too bogged down in the reality of it, but in terms of FPL-wise, yeah, Watford are very much a... You can target teams against them. I mean, this week, Watford are what they're at home to Sheffield United, yeah. so you're going to have a lot of Lundstrom motors thinking maybe I fancy uh, an away match against Watford. I actually think this is a really good chance for Watford to actually finally pick up some points, like pick up uh, their first win of the season. Oh, that's exactly what the manager is going to say. Yeah. Uh, So I think they'll be going for this one. But last week when they were away to Wolves, I was like, I fancy Wolves' first win of the season. And Wolves picked up their first win of the season uh, against uh, Watford. So that's kind of a very easy team to pick a recommendation. So why do you not fancy Sheffield United this week? Uh, just I think Sheffield United are probably better at home than away from home fair enough like they were lucky with that Everton win in that they scored two goals from only one shot and target yeah you know things like that and uh, yeah look Watford that could easily be nil all but I think Sheffield will be looking to just keep it tight and unless Watford unless Watford make mistakes leaving themselves wide open which they could do Sheffield are in better form than Watford I just think but know, I d- Watford are going out they're not going to go the whole season unbeaten a get home game against the newly promoted side is a good chance for him. Yeah, uh, you know you're 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 bang on there, and I think uh, in terms of Sheffield, no one's really looking at attacking options anyway. So I mean, Lundstrom, yeah, he might be providing some, but you know you should really just be hoping he picks up the clean sheets that he is not entitled to. <laughs> yeah, and what we see every season as well is that the promoted teams do well the first you know four to eight or ten weeks of the season before eventually teams kind of figure out okay this is what they're doing and this is what we have to be wary of and they get sussed out of it there's a bit of scouting has been done and teams are able to counteract and they get fucking tired man (laughs) but uh looking at newcastle just to touch on them for a minute it's like i think if i had a player against newcastle in my team i'd be pretty comfortable expecting defensive returns 
like this week with Leicester against Newcastle, I was very confident that Sayunku would come up with a clean sheet, and he did. And that's the way I'm pretty much going to be all season. I think Newcastle are going to struggle to score goals. Yeah, uh, they might also struggle to be broken. It might also be a struggle to break them down. I think Leicester. It's hard to tell. They they were playing against ten men. They were one 0 up when that happened as well, but yeah. But you know, with the with the route that they got five 0 it's like how much of that is down to the ten men. Oh, Newcastle much? didn't yeah. didn't put any effort in. Newcastle kind of threw like started waving the white flag once it was two 0 Yeah, it was uh, the poor Newcastle. But yeah, to, I'd agree with that, Chieftain. There are definitely teams like that, and I think Watford and Newcastle you've nailed it on the head with those two. As I said, Sheffield. That, I mean, you go by form. I don't think Watford are going to be terrible all season. They may pick up again in a while, um, but for the moment, they'll be targeting them until we see anything else. Yeah, right now, that's definitely. The and way later way. in the season, as I said, that could be Sheffield United. That could be Aston Villa. That could be somebody else. Um, yeah. One other question we got then is from uh, Mossy Cronin, who's at Mo FPL Mo Problems, and he's asking West Ham to be avoided entirely or just defensively now that Fabianski is out for three months. So that's something that you may or may not have heard of. No. Um, yeah, Fabianski hasn't been confirmed by the club as of yet, but it's been reported by local media and some unofficial sources that have connections to West Ham that Fabianski has been uh, ruled out for the next few months. He went off injured in the um, the game at the weekend. And yeah, if three months, does that put you off West Ham defensive assets who we had been speaking about on last week's pod? To be honest with you, no. I think the price that West Ham assets are coming in at is so cheap and so affordable that, like what you said with Tamori, uh, if he didn't turn out to be a you know a valid option, for 4.5, it's not like it's hard to move off of that. Do you know what I mean? You're not really tearing your team up to, to go away from it. Uh, but Defen- would it put you off getting them in right now? Um, I think with Tamori, again, I feel like I'm back and going back to him all the time, but with him at 4.5, with Sayunku at 4.5, well, 4.6 or 7, whatever he is now, but still Tamori's really cheap. 4.6 now too as well. Yeah, but under 5 million defenders. Yeah. Uh, with them offering that kind of value into what I would perceive as better uh, teams than West Ham, then I would probably not be looking at West Ham too much now anyway, but Fabianski's injury, is that is that a... Is that making me double think or you know double check it? Not not so much. Well, the way I look at it is that it wouldn't put me off West Ham assets. It would definitely make me pause for a thought about West Ham defensive assets. But looking at the likes of like Yarmolenko, Lanzini, Alaire, even though I'm not really looking at Alaire right now, um, you're definitely looking at Yarmolenko though. And I'm definitely him, considering yeah. Yarmolenko for six million. Just seems excellent value. He's got three goals in four games. And three of their next four games are at home against Crystal Palace, Sheffield United and Newcastle. There is an away game to Everton in there in game week uh, nine. Uh, but that is, you know, that is an out of form Everton team. So yeah, I think they've got some great fixtures there. And that's really the home fixtures are what we're looking at for defensive clean sheets. So, yeah, I would like them. It has made me pause. Diop, maybe. I think it might, as you said, if I had them, I'd definitely be holding. I wouldn't be getting rid. Your man. I was talking about Cresswell last week. You said, you said, don't fucking. You said, you said, Masuaku, blah, blah, blah. He scored again this week. Yeah. Which is why I'm fucking bringing it up. Putting off for viewers. 
I put my putting them off. I am offering a devil's advocate opinion. And in terms of Cresswell, I definitely noted that he scored this week. Went, oh, he's not going to fucking leave that go. <laughs> I did give him shit. I did give you shit about that last week. And uh, I still think my concerns are completely valid in terms of didn't start fucking first four matches of the season. Uh, Mazuaku took his place, and you know Cresswell got in the team because uh, Mazuaku got himself suspended. So. I do think I would worry about how much minutes, but two yeah, goals in two weeks. Yeah, no, look, I definitely think there's valid concerns there. And, like, he may have scored this week. I assume that means he's going to be in for the next uh, game week as a reward. But who knows? Who he does? could be out of the team after that. Um, Any more drunk tank? Yeah, there's a question from uh, at FPL underscore Dazzler. Dazzler is a listener of this pod here, a uh, regular listener. Friend and of, a fan of... Friend of the pod. Friend of oh, the pod. I know what that's a reference to. Um, I don't know what you mean. Simpsons. Oh. Uh, with Norwich <laughs> having such poor away form, is it worth keeping Cantwell and Pookie after this game week or does their value make them season keepers? So he's obviously considering getting rid of one or the other um, or possibly both after this game week. In fact, you know, you're not going to get rid of them at home to Aston Villa. So that makes sense. But after that, they play Bournemouth away, United at home, away to Brighton and then home to Watford so like one tough home game against Man United you could say and then away to Bournemouth and Brighton he's kind of thinking they're at home to Watford after that though that's true mm. but it's um, those away games he's kind of more worried about what do you think have you looked into this well like we've got two different opinions here in the, well two different uh, st- uh, approaches here in the sense that you've got both Pookie and Cantwell I have just Cantwell never attended the Pookie party you know me I'm a bit of a snob like that and uh, yeah, I don't know how much I really, you know, I'm missing that. But for me, I'm playing Cantwell as my fifth midfielder, so I'm not too worried about him. If he starts blanking, I'll just play my fourth defender. You know, kind of, I'm playing three five two right now, uh, formation wise. So if I feel like Cantwell's kind of someone to look uh, that I'm looking to get rid of, I can rest him. Having the two of them now, that's the that's the dilemma. And you have two of them, and yeah. you know, if you were to take your wild card out of it. Uh, this week, easy one. I think Villa is a you know this would be my test. Yeah. If I had two, but of that's them, the be... home game and they're scoring at home. Just to give it some context, there just to pull up their most recent results. Their last three away games, they've lost two nil to Palace, Burnley, and West Ham. So, they've lost all their away games this yeah. season. Well, no? they lost to Liverpool at the start of the season, but those three in particular, what's noticeable is they have not scored in those three away games. So they've got one away goal in four. So far this season. And that was against Liverpool, who are already, what, 4-0 up or something like that? Yeah. So they their goals of the, what have they got, nine goals this season, eight of them have been in three home games. So they seem to be scoring at home. Um, and three of them against City. And uh, two against Chelsea, three against City, and three against Newcastle. Are you worried, like, with Pookie and stuff? I mean, I know, as as we said, you have that wild card there, but, like, would you be considered, you know, resting one of them? Uh, yeah, I rested Cantwell this week, uh, even though they were playing Palace away, and Palace aren't very good uh, at home. At least last season, they were pretty poor at home. They were better away. One of those teams that are kind of better when uh, the other team comes and attacks them and they can play on the counter. So I, I rested Cantwell knowing that. Now, Cantwell actually had a really good chance. Uh, he had the best chance of the, uh, their best chance. But uh, um, well, I think Pookie had a really good chance as well um, that was just tipped over by Gaeta at one stage but you know they're not creating a whole lot so they might get the one chance or whatever so yeah I, I benched Cantwell knowing that once I kind of saw the stats and I was like so you think two is maybe a bit of a heavy investment well I just think Cantwell is possibly the best value I got him on him at 4.5 so I mean for me 
to answer Dazzler's question, I think he's pretty much a season keeper until I want to like release that value I got from him um, somewhere else. But like if he did something this week and he got another 0.1 rise and he went up to 5.1, then I might cash out and get 4.8 and then get in another 4.4 million defender or something like that, a non-playing one. Yeah, so one way or the other, it's Stahl de Ball. Wait till after the Villa game. If they, if Villa, you know, turn Norwich over, then fucking we'd definitely be looking like shipping Norwich assets. I think a lot is going to come down to this game against Villa because Villa have been pretty good defensively, at least at home. Let's see what they're like in this next game Mm. against Norwich. And that's what I mean in terms of like, this is a bit of a test for Norwich owners. I think, especially Pookie owners. If they blank this game week and that makes three game weeks in a row, you got to be thinking, Mm. there's other options out there other than Pookie. And a lot of people would have made a, you know, money on him. So a lot of people will be thinking of selling. They won't be too worried, yeah. Whether that's the right choice or the wrong choice, if you see people are selling and you're going to lose value, that's got to influence your decision a small bit. Yeah, you heard Seamus. Follow the herd. Uh, (laughs) Any other drunk tankers? Yeah, one last question from um, at Alex underscore FPL. He's asking, who should he play in game week eight? He's got an option between Bernardo Silva and King. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> so Man City asset, uh, sus- you know, susceptible to rotation or a Bournemouth asset away to Arsenal. That's a decent question. I mean, first of all, this would, you know, watch the Champions League at the week, uh, during the week. That's going to, if, if uh, Bilva plays uh, 90 minutes, then I would be, you know, probably more likely to play King. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Uh, I think I would still probably play Vil- Bilva. I think having been rested, in, having been rested in last game, he's more likely to play the next game. Okay. However, there's one thing we gotta mention, and it's that uh, recent tweet storm that he's found himself in because yeah. he <clears throat> made some kind of inappropriate comments, joking about his friend Benjamin Mendy. So and, you think he could be basically on the back burner a little bit uh, due to that? That's a he that's could a be taken. I mean, he he could he was kind of taken out of the spotlight this week by being rested. Now he came off the bench. Um, Pep said it had nothing to do with anything yeah. like that, but uh, maybe it does. You know, maybe he rests him again be because of this. So keep an eye out. I don't think there's. It's being looked into. Like people, I don't know who's investing it. The FA, I suppose, or something yeah. like that. Either way, in terms of Bernardo Silva at home to Wolves or Josh King away to Arsenal, I think on paper it's Bernardo Silva all the way. Uh, but watch the Champions League. Maybe he gets a rest midweek, and if he does, yeah, fuck it, I'd be playing him. I mean, if you have a Man City asset in your team, you have to be playing him every week. Man, they could play if, twenty minutes, and yeah. they could end up with ten but, points. But if you aren't willing to play him every week, then don't have him in your team, especially not for the price that Bernardo Silva is in. Yeah, you absolutely know? nailed it. Couldn't say it better myself. Um, yeah, those are the drunk tank questions this yeah. week. Now. And thanks to everyone that sent them in, lads. If you want to reach out to us and send in any for next week's episode, you can get us at FBL Hangover and uh, you can reach us at Gmail. So FBL Hangover at Gmail. Uh, before we move on to our last segment, I do want to touch on something near and dear to our hearts, and that's the FBL Hangover Mini League. Uh, this week, we had a change at the top. Uh, yeah, you're damn right. Uh, David Sexton has been displaced. Usurped. Usurped. And in his stead is a name that we have already struggled to pronounce several times this season. Eric Braspenning has reclaimed top spot by a single point. And it all came down to tonight's match. uh, Man United versus Arsenal. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, Seamus, but Braspenning had, insert player's name here, 
who got <laughs> two points. Sabalas. <laughs> Sabalas, who Sabalo. came off the bench. Yeah, he got one point. So yeah. he's uh, he's top by virtue of that solitary point. We were waiting for that to come on because he was tied with David Sexton, who relinquishes his lead at the top. Um, How's it looking up in the top, Seamus? 455. Uh, that's uh, that's the, the that's winning the margin. The which is, you're 411, I believe, and I am like 30 points behind you or something yeah, at the minute. Maybe 28 or something. Like that. So, uh, yeah, he's a good 80 points ahead of me or something, you know. Or you got your points. work cut out uh, for you, but in terms of the people in and around him. Uh, so, David Sexton. Oh, let me pull it up here. Ah. And going from uh, fifth place in uh, descending order. In fifth, we have Paul Galloway with FC Galloway. 436 points. Uh, he's tied with new entrant to the league here, Anthony Clark with Chicken Caesar Salah. Okay, so they're both on fifth on 436. Both taking hits this week, in fact. And uh, then in fourth place, we've got Luke Burgess, who's in fourth, last, uh, fourth place last week as well. Uh, Luke Warm FC, he scored 56 and he's on 440. Just ahead of him is Damien McCallion with Dunfanny, Dunfanahy 11 on 442 points. Then you've got David Sexton, the number one for in our league for the last few weeks with Dumbelievables. He took a minus four, which ultimately cost him the place because he's now one point behind Eric Braspenning with Bandefjord Football. Uh, he scored 50 points. So we actually both outscored all of these players apart from Paul Galloway. You're got, damn straight. Yeah, You're damn so straight. the highest points in our league actually was uh, Connor Kelly with Hughes Jazz. I feel like that's a missed opportunity. I think we there. need to correct him there. It's like if you're gonna go with that shit, it has to be Hugh, and then just jazz. You don't need the S after yeah. the U. After the U. Hugh jazzes maybe, mm. but he got a he got a seventy-two pointer this week, which is the highest in the mini league uh, this week. He had Vardy, Wilson, Mount, KDB, Captain Sterling, and he had triple Liverpool defense. But metabolic his name, so you're out of there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, look, if you want to join the FPL Hangover Mini League. This is going to be last week. We're going to close it after the international break. So once the game week kicks off, I guess we'll close it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So last chance to enter the league. Uh, the code to enter is ELN5Z3. That's ELN Echo Lima November 5Z Zulu 3. I love how you don't need an actual uh, prompter card to know the... That phonetic alphabet thing that you just call out. Fair play to you. Um, but yeah, no, that's brilliant. Fair play to all the lads in the, uh, the you know, the top uh, echelons of the FBL Hangover Mini League. Uh, we're coming for you, so watch your backs. And before we get into the last segment, it's time, ladies and gentlemen, to get your balls to the wall. So I'm pretty sure, judging by some of the things that you've alluded to as this podcast, as this episode has, you know, progressed that you're feeling pretty smug about this week's. So you're even sitting there right now with a fucking smile on your face, god damn it. Uh, pretty smug about guy. this week's puck fathers and hot shots. So just give it to me straight, Seamus. Uh, I I want to know who won. Uh, I won Fair enough. in all categories. Yeah. I mean, as we talked, you mentioned a couple of players that just somehow, you know, jogged a memory. I was going, you fucking picked that guy. <laughs> Milievich popped into me. I was yeah. like, he was your puck father. All right, but go on. Start yeah, from the start. Yeah. Hot shots... What were the picks? Okay, so the hot chest last week, you had first pick and you chose Son. So he got an assist. Meh. Wasn't uh, amazing. Spurs didn't, uh, they made hard work of it. I mean, they were down to 10 men, I guess. So uh, yeah, Son got five points. Uh, my next uh, pick was Sterling. I uh, got seven points. And my, my other pick was Vardy. So those two guys, 19 points. 
So as well as having Son, you had Salah. Ah. So that was only uh, a blank that was a three-pointer. So you so had eight, eight points, points to 19. So fairly convincing there. Both my picks uh, coming in, Vardy with two. Happy with that. And uh, Puck Fadis, as you alluded to there, yeah, I went first in that. I went Milievich, yeah. and I actually said uh, it's about time he gets a penalty, and that's exactly what happened this well, week. How else is a cunt going to score, <laughs> you know, for fuck's sake? Yeah, he did, yeah, he got If I his... just keep picking him until they get a penalty, I knew I was going to come in with this. Put so if, in... he, if he didn't score this week, I would have picked him the, the next week. You, you know? can't pick the same player in a row. You know the rules. Oh, damn, you're right. Yeah. But who was my uh, Puck Fadis? T. Elements. So you're very unfortunate not to get an attacking return in a 5-0 win, and he, by all accounts, he played pretty well. Yeah, well, that's what you get for picking a player that's not necessarily attacking. <laughs> My own bad there. But that brought us to this week's picks, and you went first this week, I believe. Um, well, let's just go through the Breen sheets, if oh, you don't the mind. Oh, every goddamn... Every I'm, week, you forget the Breen sheets. I know. Sheets. Well, in terms of the hot shots... Apart the photos, name, you know the name better than I do. You do, I do. But, you know, sip a beer for the working man. Go for it. I'm just pouring out the end of my drink. Sip a vodka there for the working man, is yeah, it? It is, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, you went first with the Breen sheets, and uh, you went with uh, Serge Aurier. Oh, minus what? two. <laughs> oh my God! Brilliant. So Badger, Badger, minus two. Oof. And I went with uh, Tamori. And just while we're there, and it's in my head, uh, to go back to a question that we had in last week's drunk tank, which was uh, Burnley versus Aston Villa, Heaton versus Pope. We were both wrong. So fuck yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, you actually said it at the time as well. I was like, unless it's like a score fest, a 3 2 or something. Yeah, we weren't far yeah, off. Yeah, it was 2 2. It was far more than I thought it would be. But when, uh, Villa, no took right the, answer, so. when Villa took the lead, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, Seamus is going to have to, you know, winning this one. But no, so you won the Breen Sheets last week? Uh, so I won the Breen Sheets last week. So uh, I'll be going first uh, on this one. Right. But starting with the hot shots, you got to start with the hot shots. And I'd first pick, and I think uh, that that. Arsenal versus Bournemouth game is too appetizing to overlook and Aubameyang as you said earlier has returned in is it every game? Every game. Every game he's returning this season. I feel like there might have been a game he didn't return in but I think you might be right. Um, I'm going to go with him as my first pick this week and uh, he's my number one hot shot and who will you go for? Well if you went for number one that means I get number two and three correct? Correct. And that means you're also going to have to show me who I picked which was uh why did not go Pookie? No. Oh. Two and three. Two and three, sorry. You have the memory of a goldfish. Oh, yeah, well, you know, that's what I do. It's all God instinct with me. Uh, yeah, I went with uh, KDB against Wolves. I think that's a pretty solid fixture. Uh, I think he's got a bit of a knock right now. So he didn't train with Man City today. Mo- not going to play the, ma- the Champions League match, I'd imagine so. And uh, yeah, I think KDB will be refreshed and will yeah, I tear Wolves apart. I reckon it's... Um... I reckon it's mostly just because he's not going to be playing in the Champions League game that he's saying, look, just take the day off. I think up. this is something you're going to see with KDB throughout the season. I think Pep's already shown with the rest against Norwich that he will be managing uh, De Bruyne's minutes a bit more than some of the other players, maybe. But uh, I also got to go with uh, the next pick, and that brought me to Mane, which, again, more of a gut one. Didn't think about it too much. I just went against Leicester. Mane's a bit of a home bird. Yes. Uh, and he's going to... I just have in my head, I have him... Cutting inside and sticking one in the top corner. He's looking more impressive than Salah this season. Anytime I see him, he just looks so direct. He looks like his finishing is just top-notch again. Well, I mentioned Topcraft's tweet a while ago, and uh, it's definitely something you should search out. It was uh, just a very brief, very kind of succinct uh, you know, point. And in terms of Mane, he is delivering pretty much the same attacking threat and has increased his creativity. I did see on Match of the Day when they were... Jamie Vardy scored two goals and they were talking about the amount of goals scored since Brendan Rodgers' appointment 
in whenever it was like February or whatever last year. Um, he has played, so Vardy's played 17 games and he scored 14 goals in that time. And I think Aubameyang and Mane are the next closest to him in that same period with 12 goals each. Yeah. So, I mean, if Mane's keeping pace with Jamie Vardy, who we know is smashing in goals under uh, Brendan Rodgers, and he's keeping pace not with... not go too far. He's not smashing in goals. He scored 14 goals in his last 17 games under Brendan Rodgers in the Premier League. Ah, okay. Well, I'm not and looking he's, he's, all the way back. Which is more goals than Aubameyang. So then you could talk about all the clean sheets everyone have kept in their last, you know, amount of games since last season. Excellent point, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> Uh, so, but, but my point is he's uh, he's scoring goals and Manny is also scoring goals so I think that's a good pick interesting that you didn't go with Salah well, but that's what I mean by gut instinct it just Manny came to me and I'm kind of going I should have probably just fucking picked Salah but no I'm, I'm sticking with Manny um, I feel like with Champions League this week that uh, and playing a tough opponent like Leicester who have all week to prepare for it I think Liverpool will struggle against Leicester I think it'll be a low scoring affair uh, I think there'll be just a solitary goal in it, maybe a 1-0 or 2-1, or even like a nil-all or a one-all. Interesting. Uh, God knows where the goal will go, come from. As I said, it could easily be someone like Wijnaldum again, or Milner, or someone like that. So uh, I've avoided that game, and I've made my second hotshot pick, uh, Timo Pukki. Okay, interesting. In so a home you... game against uh, Aston Villa. So I spoiled alert uh, yeah, you kinda, yours. Yeah, but... Uh, well, that's what you get for writing the Mars ways. The real thing I would have... The real player that to, team to choose from is... Uh, Man City, but again, as I said, I kind of feel like zagging when I should zig maybe here, well, and I mean, I've avoided the Man City picks in my picks here altogether. In yeah, and I get what you're coming from there, and in you know, at risk of kind of spending too long on this, and it's something we didn't really touch on. You got to be looking at Pep Roulette a little bit, and it's you know I I'm hesitant to use the term Pep Roulette, but. Aguero being rested this week. A lot of people will skip over that because he came on and got an assist. Four mm. points. That's not good enough. Jesus, uh, um, Jesus started and scored. And Pep said the reason why was he said two reasons why. One, he wanted to give Aguero a run out in the Champions League because he rested for the first Champions League game of the season. So he wanted to start him in that. So we know in that advance consider that he's Aguero for every Champions League game. Yeah. As well. So he's going to play him in this next game. Does that mean he's going to be rested at the weekend again? The second thing to consider is uh, apparently Aguero was have had a bit of a knock or had a bit of tightness before the game, and that's what's waited for Pep. And he said, "I'm going to start Jesus." So look, this is something you're going to see. Uh, uh, you know, if you know if two of them stay injury free, then this is something you're going to see throughout the season. Yeah, so and it's got me worried with with Man City. I think KDB is the most nailed on one, and then yet you've still got to consider the fact that he's going to rest him in terms of you know keep. Uh, you know, keeping him maintained for the season. Yeah. And the real reason I didn't pick uh, Sterling for that one is there's still a Champions League game in the, uh, to play this week. There, there could be injuries. It could be, I don't know what way it's going to line up. Um, yeah, so I just said, you know, Pookie seems to be kind of a more nailed on option here. Oh, bang uh, and I think they have great fixture and we've he's already shown his quality this year. So I'm intrigued. So we've got a Bamiang and Pookie versus KDB and Mane. That's something I'm looking forward to next week. I'm sure I'll forget all about it, but... As we as we get there, you know, yeah. it, it's always a nice surprise, and that brings us uh, to our Breen sheets this week. Uh, oh no, we haven't done our puckfellas yet. Okay, fair enough. Fucking hell, I'm all over the place. I blame the vodka. You're like uh, you kind of read like Japanese. You read from right to left. So you don't seem to read uh, from left to right at all. Well, I'm looking at a jumble of words there and trying to make sense of it. But uh, I guess I get you. That's uh, what I call English. 
well, okay, fair enough. You've... Apart from that, that's Russian. That's Russian. Yeah, well, that's, you know. Or Ukrainian, I'm not sure. <laughs> fair enough. And you, the person you're talking about right there is Yarmolenko, who was my puck father this week. Now, you went first to the Hot Shots, and I got first try- choice with the Puck Fathers. And we've talked a bit about West Ham and a bit about Yarmolenko, uh, you know, at the top of this pod. And Three goals in four games. Yeah, I'm looking at him. We've kind of been watching him since the West Ham Villa match. And I, again, talked the fucking ear off of uh, the missus and tried to explain all of these little things that are in my brain for no reason. And I worked, I, you know, I walked her through how Yarmolenko had looked like, you know, he had a bit of form last year, suffered a horrific injury, cut his whole season short, and has been slowly managed back into the West Ham team. If you look at these minutes this season, you're looking at 10 minutes, 20 minutes, starting a match, subbing off then starting you know playing 90 blah blah playing 60 playing 70 kinda. exactly so you're looking at a player on his you know on on an upwards trajectory so it's hard to ignore as you said four was it four goals in two matches or three? yeah yeah that's four and three and uh, he's only six million he actually dropped down he was 5.9 now he's back up to his original starting price of six yeah which is cheaper than the likes of you know a lanzini and stuff like that and for players with like a lamella on their team and i'm bringing back up the guy that i berated this week for his minus four and two defenders uh he's got lamella in his team and you know he's looking at changing it but his rescue team is pretty solid i said to him straight away i went look Lamella Armalenko makes sense to me. We've already mentioned their nice fixtures. I think he's the sort of player I'd be looking at. You know? Yeah, if you're as you said, if you're looking at getting Salah out, it's Yarmolenko you're looking well, at. If you in. couldn't um, afford Mount, if Mount has now gone outside your price range or yeah. something like that, or you have that you know five million, five point five million player in your team, but you have a small bit extra to spend, he's he's good. But I mean, he was your first pick, and he definitely would have been my pick actually if uh, if you hadn't gone from. Were you surprised I went with him? Uh, no, not really, because I know you got a bit of a horn from him. As soon as he scored that first goal of the season, you've been you've been touting him, and uh, I think it's a great shout. So um, that gets my endorsement. And what what other player gets your FPL endorsement, James? Talking about getting the horn for somebody, <laughs> I've got wood. You got wood. I've got wood. Oh Jesus. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, he's still under five percent ownership. He scored three goals in his last two games. He's outshining Barnes at the moment. And they have a lovely home fixture here against Burnley. Everton are not playing very well. That mm-hmm. being said, I think Everton are under pressure to give a big performance, so they could perform well against Burnley. Away from home. It's away from home. That's the only thing. They've been terrible away from home in the last six months or, yeah. or something like that. So I can't remember stats. I think I had it there on last week's pod or the pod before, but they have something like only six away wins in the last 18 months or something like that it's terrible either way well I'm delighted that you picked Wood anyway because that means Barron's going to get at least uh, at least half that's kind of half my thinking <laughs> um, every time I've backed one the other has scored this season and the real reason I've gone for Wood is there isn't a whole lot of players under the 5% mark that are looking at really good value uh, or really great picks I was actually about to pick Alonso for Chelsea, I think he could be a good pick, but I uh, went with Wood in the end. And the other one I was looking at was Mares for mm. Man City, who's been playing excellent and is still under 5% owned. But again, without seeing the midweek Champions League games, uh, I couldn't. Uh, if he doesn't play, then I've got a zero pointer and you win by default, and I can't have that happen. So no, I, I respect that. That's uh, that's the proper way to play the game. And that does bring us now to our Breen Sheets you, for the you, week. You were so eager to get to the Breen Sheets every week. I'm just looking at the fucking time of the podcast and I'm going, we are so over time. We got to wrap this shit okay. up. <laughs> Breen Sheets, let's say it quickly. So I had first pick because I won last week and I'm going with Burnley again. And I've gone for Tarkowski for Burnley. 
Tarkovsky, he's a good one. I went to, to I spent ten minutes looking at Burnley options, and then went, oh, "Fuck, you've already picked him. I can't pick him again." So I went with a team that we've mentioned endless uh, amount of times tonight, and that's West Ham. You asked me already if I fancy Diop. Uh, yeah, no, I do. I think Turns West Ham you do. Uh, against the Crystal Palace team home. What have they kept? Like some like three clean sheets this season, two clean sheets uh, in and a row, three in a row, three in a row. So I'm going. Do you know what? Fuck it. Maybe this week was a bit of a blip, and uh, they're going to keep another one. So yeah, we're going. I'm going West Ham. You're going Burnley. Burnley. It's claret and blue all fucking season as far as I'm concerned. It's been Burnley, Aston Villa, West fucking Ham. Come on, let's change this shit up next week, James. We go red and white or something. Yeah. Okay. Fair well, enough. I want I, one that I would nearly go for for my um Pogba. I was looking at uh, Robinson. Yeah. For Sheffield United, but uh, nah, I say uh, I prefer Wood. He's been better for him. Yeah, fair enough. And Puck, uh, Puck Fast to say, Robinson did get subbed off in the 59th minute this week. I saw so. that. Yeah, I was like that. So if he's getting silts coming off that early, yeah. that's uh, an annoyance. Shout out to the FPL general there, as I'm sure he's been shouted out. Oh, I'm sure he's ever. A lot of people shout yeah. that at him. Uh, yeah, no. Look, lads, we're gonna leave it there. I want to thank everyone that reached out to us this week and sent in a question. As I said before, you can get us at FBL Hangover. You can also send us an email, fblhangover at gmail.com. Seamus, you're available on Twitter. Yes, I am. Go for it. Give give them some kind of contact. Detail. Okay, yeah, I'm at FPL Drunk, but just get in contact with the pod. If you want to follow me on uh, Twitter, follow me at FPL Drunk, but get in at FPL Hangover. That's where we... Um, that's where we're going to try and interact with you most. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I completely ignore Seamus, actually. Just go straight for the pod. And my DMs are open. Send me a DM if you've got a question for the pod and you're too shy to post it on our page. Oh, yeah. And like like and subscribe shit. I'm hearing like loads of people saying that. Just do all that stuff. Rate everything. Like everything. Show some support. <laughs> we're not on iTunes yet, though. Because well, that's your good. fucking fault. Yeah, it is. Okay? There's no reason we're that's not on That's because they iTunes. make it so complicated and confusing every time I put it in there they say there's something wrong but they don't tell me what's wrong yeah it's probably the, the foul-mouthed attitude we have but look yeah. we'll leave it there we'll bitch about Apple after the pod and uh, again I'd like to thank everyone uh, for listening and enjoy your game week 8 you know really really enjoy it because you know we could all be dead by game week 9 yeah and let's keep the momentum going guys and may you guys be good God bless yeah.